0: Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. Let me tell you a bit
1: about the people of Manchester. We're about not being kept down. We're about celebrating everything this wonderful city has given and has to give. We're about being laid back, but in your face. We're about looking after our own and not leaving anyone behind. Once Manchester... Forever Manchester, and now's your chance to show it. A charity run by the people of Manchester for the people of Manchester. Help ordinary people do extraordinary things. See forevermanchester.com On the show today, Andrew
2: Jackson. Marketing Director at Opus 4. Hello. Hello. First time we've ever met. It is indeed. Welcome to the Forever Manchester Radio Show. Thank you very much. First time on radio. Now then, i have got to talk about you. Yeah, We know you're the Marketing Director at Opus 4. You can tell us about Opus 4 in a bit. Okay. Manchester lad? Uh, born in Manchester. Grew up and raised in Warrington. Yeah. Right. So uh, the folks moved out. Where, where Whereabouts in Manchester? I... Th- I
3: I don't actually know. All I know is I was born in Withington or Withenshaw Hospital. I'm, I'm adopted, and I've never actually got to the bottom of where I was, so I was kind of like a baby on the steps outside the hospital or Get out, you were. So I, I do not know where I was born. Get out! No. Although I'm, I'm a Manchester lad, but that's it. That's as, far, that's as far as I know. I do. I've been watching Long Lost Family, and I must admit, I am quite tempted. I'm tempted to do a bit of tracking down and to find out exactly where I was born
2: listen we're going to enter into a into a degree of conversation instantly here that that's uncomfortable for people, but there's still a fascination oh absolutely, yeah,
3: there's a fascination. I had a, a baby daughter um and that's making me ask questions about the past and maybe looking into you know finding birth parents and understanding
2: how I came into the world so No, listen. I'm going to wait. You're talking to me about an area I know absolutely nothing about, and you don't mind chatting about this. No, not at all. If you're adopted, do you live with a family, or are you in the the system? No, I was.
3: um, My my mother and father, my adopted mother and father, picked me from more or less from birth, and they registered as adopted parents, um, so they always knew who who they were going to get and and I, I moved with them um, from about six weeks of age so that was it and then from there m- moved over to Warrington and, and that was it but I do still identify and view myself as a, a Manchester lad as a Mancunian yeah
2: absolutely okay tell us about your childhood uh, so, happy days at school
3: well, very very much so yeah happy days at school Um typical kid growing up on Star Wars, uh, 70s kid running around the playground thinking you're a spaceship and trying to chop people down with lightsabers. Um, I was a, a bit of a rugby player as a kid. Um, got to the point where I was always very small, but it didn't matter when you're about seven or eight. But all of a sudden, everyone starts to grow up that little bit quicker than you do. <laughs> and before I knew it, I was I was getting my head kicked in in scrums and I just oh. soon decided rugby wasn't for me. and. From then it was going to concerts and music bands, all the rest of it. Trying to grow my hair long and getting into heavy metal, and, and and that was it.
2: What was your working world like? What was your first job?
3: First job, I was a paper boy at, at. I think I was twelve years old. I think you had to be thirteen at the time to be a paper boy, and I lied about my age and uh, I was I was twelve. So, I was doing two paper rounds a day. Um, I was doing a fruit and veg round um, at weekends on the side. Um, I did a, a Collecting the money at the, uh, the the old people's home. Was Grocers bike still around then? Uh, that's a bit before my time. Just sorry, I, I know
2: I look, I look quite old, but right, okay. So your first job? What was your first real job? Last school job?
3: First real job when I, I left university, I went to to Newcastle. Um, what did you study? History. Right, and everyone always says what can you do with history so my, my path was sort of laid out before me by all my, my family who assumed I was going to be a history teacher which I probably would have enjoyed and ended up rebelling against the idea of, of, of teaching history and um, somehow ended up working for the local newspaper so I, I did marketing and promotions at the Warrington Guardian Guardian series newspapers covered um, Northwich, Warrington, Nutsford um, and one of the fondest memories of that that part of my life was dressing up as a mascot as Scoopy the guardian cat who scooped in all of those stories and um, so I would turn up at, at fairs and events uh, giving out freebies with young brats pulling my, my cat tail um, and of course being being a mascot you're not supposed to speak one of the the unwritten rules of, of mascotry, if, if for want of a better phrase,
2: it's is don't, don't go there. Yeah, don't
3: talk. You know, you know, don't scare the kids. If they hear a voice coming out of the costume and you're supposed to be a cat, and they hear you shouting at them for pulling your tail and and trying to beat them up, then uh, we're going to get sued. So it oh, well, messes their head up. It does mess that. Yeah, it, it does. So. um I was a, a mute mascot cat. Okay. Um, Except a, when you had your tail pulled.
2: Uh, indeed, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and the expletives are never to be repeated. Uh, uh, something like that. <laughs> Listen, it's fantastic to talk to you. I know you, you're a massive... Uh, well, do you tell us about Prince? I'm, yeah, I'm a big Prince fan. Um, it, 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 it seems strange because,
3: for me, he's, he's one of the, the biggest artists in the world and, and certainly the, the, the best musician of his generation. But people just seem to have this idea of him as a bit weird and a bit strange and you know you find yourself having to answer these stupid questions about did he really have a rib removed um you know all the weird stuff that he does he wears high heels and women's underwear and (laughs) (laughs) let's
2: have a listen to this and we'll be back in a moment or two
1: Like I never <laughs> And the ride, oh, I say the ride is outstanding.
2: That's Prince. It's, it's roe- provinces- Manchester. Manchester bre- Manchester. Manchester. It's Forever evapor- Manchester. Andrew Jackson is in the house and we've discovered that uh, he was born in Manchester, lived in Warrington, and um, got a job. Was a mascot. That's a great story, isn't it? It is. It's uh, you know, it, Not everyone gets to be a mascot. Being a mascot. Uh, we've done a bit of early years, we've done a bit of education. Work experience, has it always been involved in marketing?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, My early jobs before I, I worked at the newspaper were just pocket money type things. Um, you know, the paper round and stuff. But working life really has, has always been doing marketing, um, but
2: predominantly in the industry that that we're in. And you did it right. So, how did a guy who goes to university to do history get to marketing? Well,
3: and marketing what we market as well. I mean, pe- people don't always dream as a, a child of of growing up to sell suspended ceiling tiles and partition materials, but that's what we end up doing. And um, I mean, the the the, the, t- the team that I work with are fantastic. We're all very committed to the job that we do, um, and we do a great job. It's um, It's just not the sort of thing you dream of as a kid. I think, um, like everyone else, I thought I'd maybe be a a, a top soccer player or something.
2: Well, you've brought us nicely into the wonderful world of work and Opus 4. Tell us about Opus 4. Opus 4, well, you touched on it before about Opus and the idea of
3: orchestrating, and and that's where the name comes from, Opus to to orchestrate, and four are the four key disciplines of of what Opus 4 does. Um, That's design and space planning, project management, interior contracting, um, and office furniture. So we bring all of those together, and and when a a company's relocating to new premises or needs to refurbish their existing office space, those are the four disciplines that we bring together to deliver a successful project. So we've we've got um, a team of two very skilled designers, um, very talented, um, recognized within the region for for being at the top of the game, and they're they're working on some fantastic design-led um, office schemes for us at the moment. In terms of project management, we're um, probably our core strength as a business. In terms of the the jobs that we do, um, they range anywhere from ten thousand pounds to to over half a million pounds. And the team that we've got delivering those projects successfully are a second to none. Um, interior contracting, where we differ from some of our competitors, we we directly employ the guys that do the work for us. Um, So we we very rarely subcontract out the the, the core team, the joiners, um, all of the skilled craftsmen and the workers that we take from one job to the next are on the payroll and directly work for us. And then office furniture, usually the finishing touches to the job, soft furnishings. um, It all comes together, we all orchestrate it together to, to deliver fantastic jobs for happy clients. Okay, I'm going to
2: ask the most stupid of questions now for an innocent where's your marketplace how how, does does somebody go does somebody tweet and go hey we're moving who's going to help us interesting question lots of different lots
3: of different ways really Um, we we get lead information or we're, we're connected to people that will tell us when someone has a lease expiry or a lease break so we can gently start to target the people that we want to to say we understand that you might be moving can we come and have a coffee and tell you what we do um we get a lot of work from repeat business and i'd say this is our core strength really 80 percent of our clients um are, have been existing clients and we've worked with them for, for years and years and um, we're very proud of that um it, it's really important to us it, it we think it the amount of work that we get new business as well from existing um, customers who recommend us it happens frequently and i think the fact that we don't constantly have to go out searching for new business because we've got this great core client base, um, it, it makes certainly makes my job a lot easier, and it's just really a case of keeping those clients happy. Um, and again, it, that's easy as well when you see the quality of the work that we do.
2: I was checking out your Twitter feed before, and there's some there's some nice lucrative contracts on there. There,
3: there are indeed. We do a lot of work with Manchester-based companies as well. I think the most prominent ones, not-for-profit organisations as well. Um we're very proud really to identify with, you know, huge brands but brands which are rooted in Manchester.
2: And again that's a, a huge part of what we do. Fantastic. Now I know that you guys I'm gonna play a song in a minute, yeah? And then after we've played the next song, we're gonna come back and we're gonna have a chat about your association with Forever Manchester. Well, that sounds great. So this is this where we do some air synthesizer? Let's see how we go. We Are me on the uh, Forever Manchester Radio show, uh, our friends. Electric, I'm assuming that they are. It's a modern world, you know. We use Twitter, social networking. We're all electric these days. We're all electric. <laughs> Chine on the show today with Andrew Jackson. He's the marketing director at Opus 4. God, we found out so much about Andrew. He could almost have a radio show of his own, this lad. <laughs> Anyway, Gary Newman, does he uh, tick your box?
3: He ticks my box?
2: Yeah?
0: Yeah,
3: we're, we're, we're big Newman. We, we, we like to put tunes on in the office every now and again. There's a, a girl at work who we call uh, Newman's second biggest fan because he famously married his first biggest fan. Did he? Yeah, he did. She, she went to all the shows, he saw her there, they got chatting, realised that just how, how much um, he was followed by her and, and they got married.
2: Oh man. So, word. Pa- Paula in our office is his second biggest fan. Fair enough. Right, now listen. I'm going to play something, yeah? I'm going to play this to you now. And then, because there's a story behind it, but we'll see how we get on. But it does something like this.
0: This is the place uh, in the northwest of England. It's ace. It's the best, and the songs that we sing from the stands from our bands set the whole planet shaking. Our inventions are legends. There's now we can't make, and so we make brilliant music. We make brilliant bands, we make goals that make souls leap from seats in the stands and we make things from steel and we make things from cotton and we make people laugh, take the mix, make at rotten and we make you at home and we make you feel welcome and we make at happen. We can't seem to help it and if you're looking for history then yeah, we've a wealth but the Manchester way is to make it yourself and make us a record, a new number one, and make us a brew while you're up, love, go on, and make us feel proud that you're winning the league, and make us sing louder, and make us believe it that this is the place that has helped shape the world, and that this is the place where a Manchester girl named Emmeline Pankhurst from the streets of Moss Side led a suffragette city with sisterhood pride. And this is the place with appliance of science. We're on it, atomic, we struck with defiance and in the face of a challenge, we always stand tall. Mancunians in union delivered it all, such as housing and libraries and health, education and unions and co-ops, the first railway station. So we're sorry, bear with us. We invented commuters, but we hope you forgive us. We invented computers. And this is the place Henry Royce strolled with rolls and we've rocked and we've rolled with our own northern soul and so this is the place to do business then dance where goal-getters and goal-setters know they've a chance and this is the place that has been through some hard times oppressions, recessions, depressions and dark times but we keep fighting back with greater Manchester spirit, northern grit northern witting, greater Manchester's lyrics and these hard times again in these streets of our city but we won't take defeat and we don't want your pity because this is a place where we stand strong together with a smile on our face, greater Manchester forever. And we've got this as the place where a team with a dream can get funding and something to help with their scheme because this is a place that understands your grand plans. We don't do no can do, we just stress, yes we can. Forever Manchester's a charity for people round here. You can fundraise, donate, you can be a volunteer, you can live local, give local, we can honestly say, we do charity differently, that Mancunian way. And we fund local kids, and we fund local teams, we support local dreamers to work for their dreams, we support local groups and the great work they do. So can you help us help local people like you? Always remember. Never forget. Forever Manchester.
2: Forever Manchester!
0: We got a bit of music. We got a bit of comedy. Oh,
2: Bobby Charlton, what's his wife called? Jackie Charlton. We got a lot of history.
0: There's something about Manchester, home of the world's first industrial estate
2: we've got a great community.
1: Aaron Warriors Junior Football Club. The South Manchester Down Syndrome Support Group. Wesley Basketball Club. The Sapling Grove Residents Association.
2: And it's all about us, our life and times and our place in the world. What a fantastic place it is and that's why we need to be dead proud of it and to make sure we look after it because it's ours forever. Manchester. It certainly isn't this is the Forever Manchester radio show. And just prior to that, it was, a.k.a. Tony Walsh, Longfellow, reciting this is the place. And there's an interesting story behind this because I'm this afternoon talking with our Andrew from Opus 4. Good afternoon. And you have got a story about that. I
3: have, yeah. Um, It's how we first got involved with Forever Manchester. Um, Jean, lovely lady, came to see us. Um, and without going into all of the the details of what Forever Manchester did, she literally just opened the laptop, pressed play and put that video on for us. And it absolutely blew me away. Um, I'd, I'd never seen anything like it in terms of um, inspiring you and making you feel, and going back to me saying I was born in Manchester, making you identify with the city in such a different way. Um, the heritage, um, the sport, the music, the culture, the depression and the bad times that we've had and how we bounce back um, it's truly inspiring stuff and even I've, I've not seen or heard that for probably two or three months now and, and it hits you, it just wallops you again, when it floors you when you hear it, it's fantastic and I think that the, the key thing for us there and then we signed up on the spot it, we were so inspired by it and there's a general apathy I think that, that exists in the world today and I think when you get that feeling where the, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you realise you're watching something that's so powerful and good. Act on it there and then do something about it. Don't don't let even ten minutes go by because sometimes you can lose the moment. And for us it was a case of I, I got the team round in the office to, to watch it as soon as I had. And literally in the space of about half an hour I'd watched it five times I think and it, it just absolutely blew me away. Um, we spoke to Gene and said we'd sign up straight away for the Manchester Million um, we started to follow Tony uh, Longfellow on Twitter and uh, we still see his uh, tweets from time to time and that's how we, we, we got involved with Forever Manchester and it's still very much baby steps for us this year we, we want to really do our best to try and, and take it to the next step um, to look at other interesting ways in which we can get involved
2: Here we go, that is the big question So what are you doing this year then?
1: Well, <laughs>
3: I think you've got a suggestion, haven't you? You're going to challenge me on air what that might be.
2: Oh, I've just had a suggestion. Oh, We were just having a chat off air uh, that we, we'd like maybe to explore putting an evening with Tony Walsh on. Amen. And you said, kindly, we would be more than happy to sponsor that. It's said on air now, we, we, this is it, we, we, we take the bull by the horns, we'll do it. Andrew, will you come back and chat to us again at some time in the, in the not too distant
3: future? I would love to, it's been fascinating to see what you do here and, and to find out more about the radio show and we'd love to come back.
2: It's good, and if you want to hear more of this, Andrew and this interview will be on the Forever Manchester website approximately 24 hours from now, so check out forevermanchester.com.
3: Will I get hits <laughs> Probably, if you carry on the way you're
2: <laughs> Listen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Let's explore that evening with, with Longfellow.
3: Yeah, that would be great.
2: And um, it's, been, it's been fantastic, and hopefully see you very soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a Manchester Million supporter.
3: Thanks for having me. It's been and, great. And uh,
2: good luck to everything that you do, and good luck to everything that the guys at Opus 4 get involved in.
3: Cheers. Thank you.
2: It's forever, it's forever.